Du lyssnar på en podcast från Expressen. Ansvarig utgivare är Thomas Mattsson. Hjärtligt välkomna till en ny podcast med mig Magnus Nyström. Nu är på plats i Toronto och den här är extra nöjd med får jag faktiskt säga. Alltid kul att göra poddar, fantastiskt roliga gäster som jag har haft genom åren. Men idag blev jag till och med lite starstruck. Det händer ju inte ofta nu för tiden. Eller det händer nästan aldrig. Jag har blivit lite för gammal för att bli starstruck tror jag. Det hände ju i och för sig när jag träffade Nicky Lauda när jag gjorde en Formel 1-jobb för ett par år sedan. Det tyckte jag var oerhört coolt. Barndomsidolen lite grann då. Annars hockeykill enorm respekt för dem naturligtvis men det är sällan jag blir som en fan men idag blev jag där lite grann för idag träffar jag spelaren som gjorde en bedrift utöver det vanliga en av de absolut coolaste hockeymatcher jag någonsin har sett genom alla år och det har blivit några stycken det var TJ Oshie i USA mot Ryssland i Sochi OS han satte fyra straffmål på sex försök i en sanslös straffläggning mot hemmanationen jag hade snett bakom mig på läktaren Vladimir Putin som stod upp och klappade händerna och jublade mellan och till sist bara sjönk ner eh, i stolen och bara försvann bland alla människor där på läktaren. Eh, Tidje Orsi, den stora hjälten. Dagen efter så pratade Barack Obama till och med om eh, Tidje Orsi och det var inget direkt han hade räknat med själv. Då spelar han i St. Louis nu med en lagkompis med Niklas Bäckström. Eh, jätteroligt samtal med Orsi. Han berömmer Quickie i inledningen. Det är Jonathan Quick, målvakten som också är med här i detta World Cup till vardags i Los Angeles Kings. Eh, kul snack med Tidje Orsi om att skjuta straffar. Eh, det var inte lika roligt för Sergej Bobrovski, den ryske målvakten men jag pratar faktiskt även lite grann med honom om den där klassiska matchen. Jag pratar också med Bobrovski om att möta Sverige på söndag och vad som är viktigast för Ryssland i den matchen. Så vi börjar denna podd med TJ Orsi och Sergej Bobrovski. I've seen many hockey games in my life but I don't think I've ever seen anything cooler than what you did in Sochi against Russia. Can you just tell me about your memories of that game and what you were thinking out there on the ice? <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks first of all. It was uh, it was a pretty cool pretty cool experience for me. Um, obviously I got to give uh, exactly half the credit over to Quickie um, for him shutting the door back there but for me uh, I was just kind of I didn't even know if I was going to keep shooting. No, no one told me or or anything and I thought especially after I'd missed a couple that maybe maybe they'd try something else but um, they just kept going with me I was trying to think in my head what what move I can do next um, I I didn't know I didn't plan on using the same route going into the going to the net every time until after the after the second one and then I I kind of thought maybe I should just keep doing it and and make him nervous about what what I was going to do and honestly I've been doing it ever since then and I didn't I didn't know I did that before so um it was a really cool experience kind of a little little bit of a mind game and fun way to win but I mean I remember at one instance you had to wait a little bit I remember exactly what happened I remember you were standing on the ice just kind of waited at it for a little while remember that yeah um so it was pretty loud in the building and and uh and there's this, there's starting to be some like some chance some ochi chance going on which is as a player you know you kind of dream of that as a kid so it's a pretty cool moment for me but um i was waiting for one of the refs to blow the whistle and i don't know if they didn't know who was blowing the whistle and there's no whistle being blown or maybe it was and i couldn't hear it so i was just kind of standing there and finally finally they gave me the nod so um but what were you thinking at that point 
Um, I don't even. I was. I don't know. I was probably inside, like panicking a little bit about what move I was gonna do, trying to take it all in a little bit. Um, at one point, I saw on on the replay that I smiled, and I don't remember doing that. I don't know. See, I don't know what I was doing. It was. Uh, it was a bit of a whirlwind for me. And it was a total of how many shots now for your say? It was. It was six shots. I went four for six, and I honestly, I think I was getting more tired skating back to the bench, like than actually doing the shots. So. It was uh, it was a fun experience. Because I remember being in the stands, and I kind of behind me, I had Vladimir Putin, and he was applauding in the beginning, and then in the end, he was like sinking down. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I did hear he was at the game. Some you know the guys would make some jokes after or whatever, but um, I mean I think it's pretty cool to have have the leader of the country at, at a hockey game. It's never happened to me, so. But I mean, and then the day after, Barack Obama is talking about this. What was the reaction for you? I mean, the yeah, feeling the day after must have been totally was, crazy. Honestly, it was crazy. It was it was a crazy. It was actually a crazy couple months after that. Um, for me, I, I remember in the summer after the season, I wasn't in one place for more than six days. So I was traveling. I was trying to take it all in because you know I normally don't get that. I normally don't get that attention, and and I'm more comfortable kind of under the radar. So uh, it was it was crazy. And for for Obama to reach out, for President Obama to reach out, I mean that's that's pretty special for me. And of course you hope to one day meet him with the Stanley Cup and the Washington Capitals. Can you just tell me a little bit about life in Washington for you? It's life in Washington is uh, is awesome. Um, the the team is great. We got great leaders. The coaches are fun to play for. Um, the fans are awesome. Uh, I have two two young girls, and there's probably 13, 14 guys with with young kids. So um, couldn't couldn't imagine a better setup for me and my family. So how much have you and Novetskin talked about that particular game we talked about before? Uh, <laughs> we haven't really talked about the game that much, actually. You should. No, I know we should. I think I don't know. Oh, we're comfortable with each other now that we can probably give each other some jazz back and forth. But uh, no, oh, what a what, what a guy! He's uh, he's one of he's as good as they come. That guy, he's fun fun teammate to have, and and uh, it's amazing sometimes when the game's on the line. Sometimes it's nice to just sit back and watch him go to work. Tell me a little bit about Nicholas Backstrom. I'm from Sweden, so we follow you know Washington and Backstrom closely, and we hope for him to be good here. What is it like to play on the same team with him? Oh man, it's uh, I, I hit the jackpot there. Moving on the line with those two guys. Um, one hand, you got the best scorer in the world, and in my opinion, um, the best playmaker in the world. The way that, that he can pass is is uh, elite and above above the rest. So um, I know he's going to do good in this tournament, and. Uh, I'm sure he's he's one of the leaders on that team. I know he's a quiet leader on our team and uh, in DC, and uh, you know, I think he's he's definitely one of the best. He's a little underrated, right? Probably the most underrated player I've ever I've ever seen. Um, doesn't really get talked about too much, but uh, you ask anyone the the things that he can do with the puck, the places he can put the puck, and uh, and how much he opens up room for everyone is 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 second to none. I asked him the other day if he had had, it, had any kind of conversation with Ovechkin about the World Cup. He said no, no, no. He's the enemy now. How is it with you guys? Have you talked to Nicholas at all about the World Cup? No, I haven't really talked to him. I uh, I told him if I'm on the penalty kill. 
deal. I'm, I'm just coming straight at him. I can't yeah, give him time and space because yeah. that guy, when he's on the half wall, he just he can pick apart a penalty kill. So, um, no, I haven't talked to him too much. We, we just live right down the road from each other, so we were able to, he had me over for dinner um, before we left. But since we've been here, nothing. I'm sure we'll, we'll meet up once we're here. And a penalty shout for Team USA in this tournament. You're on, right? I'm nervous. There's so much pressure now. Before, it's kind of a no-name, just threw me in the mix. Now uh, now there's a lot of pressure, but um, if there's a shootout, I, I think I got a good chance of going, and and uh, I'm comfortable and and confident that I'll be able to put one past him. Yeah, we'll love to see it again, but not against Sweden, though. Not against Sweden. That's fine. We'll make a deal. Thank you very much. <laughs> Okay, can you describe the pride you feel of when you put on the Team Russia jersey? Yeah, I've, it's 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 a big honor for me, a big a big uh, big challenge at the same time, and uh, I'm really looking forward to to, to that uh, to to test myself, and uh, and it, it will be definitely very interesting tournament. I talked to TJ Oshie, and he was of course excited about that game back in Sochi. I mean, you were on the other side of a classic game. Unfortunately, for your case, you lost it. What are your yes. memories of that crazy game? Well, it's, it was it was a good game. It was the two two good teams played against each other, and uh, yeah, we lost on the on the, on the shootouts. But uh, yeah, he, he won that game. But it's it doesn't matter right now. We we got uh, we move on, and today is a different day. Today is a different game. But to do what he does, uh, do you feel like, I mean, respect for him or do you feel like more annoyed thinking about it? Well, definitely he's a good, he's a good player, but uh, and, uh, and on, on, uh, on that level, so we played almost one-on-one uh, -on -one and uh, as I said, he, he won that, that, uh, that competition. What's going to be the most important thing for you guys against Sweden on Sunday? To win them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're gonna do that. What do you think is gonna be the key factor? <laughs> uh, well, I think to play our our uh, our style, our hockey, be be aggressive and uh, just uh, just stick with our system and uh, do our things. Were you surprised last night when when you heard about the result that Team Europe beating Sweden six to three and Henrik Lundqvist getting pulled out after five goals? Yeah, honestly, of course, uh, he's a he's a he's a he's a big goalie. He's a great. He's a legendary goalie, I would say. And uh, obviously, always surprised when that happened. Okay, thank you. Ja, intressant att höra både Oshie och Bobrovski prata om. Eh, det bland annat då den här klassiska OS-matchen i Sochi. Ja, ah, otroligt häftigt. Eh, man blir glad bara att höra Oshies berättelse och allt vad det där eh, förde med sig. Eh, säsongen som var i NHL gjorde han fyra mål på sex eh, straffar. Alltså samma facit som i den enda matchen eh, i Sochi. Eh, det där är ett bra facit. Han tillhörde toppen av straffmålskyttar i NHL som man ju brukar göra. Bäst av alla var Bobby Ryan i Ottawa. Det var även några svenska på framträdande position om man tittar på topplistan där. Alexander Sten, eh, faktiskt samma facit som eh, tio år sedan. Han gjorde också fyra straffmål på sex försök. Jakob Silverberg också fyra straffmål men på sju försök. Mika Sibaniad fyra straffmål men på nio försök. Eh, ja, det är inte lätt. Eh, alla som säger att det är lotteri att skjuta straff eh, ska nog kanske prata lite mer med en del av spelarna som går head to head mot de här fantastiska målvakterna. Det är bara med inget lotteri. Det är en enormt stor skicklighet att göra straffmål. 
Eh, nu ska du få träffa en annan eh, World Cup-stjärna i ett annat landslag. En lagkompis med TJ Oshie och lagkompis med Henkel Lundqvist i normala fall. Ryan McDonough, New Rangers lagkapten, snackar lite grann om USAs lag och sin lagkompis Henkel Lundqvist. Ryan McDonough, how is it going to be like to play against Henrik Lundqvist if that happens in the tournament? Yeah, I know. It, it would be a, a pretty unique experience. So um, I, I haven't played against him yet in, in Sochi. We didn't play Sweden. So, uh, you know, ultimately our only opportunity would be in the semis or in the championship. So if that does happen, it's a good sign for our team that we've made it that far. So, um, But ultimately, yeah, it, it would be fun to see him across the other side. But I think if you ask both of us, we're pretty competitive and we'd want to beat one another. At this stage, yeah, you're not going to be friends if you're <laughs> opponents, right? No, exactly. Yeah, we would. Uh, I'd certainly be trying to help out uh, uh, our, our forwards as best we could, but uh, yeah, it would be it would be a fun experience. I know he likes you very much, but you're also a victim for his temper sometimes, right? If he feels that you guys are not doing well, he is telling you, right? Yeah, that's that competitive competitive spirit that he has. He wants to be so successful, and he wants to have a, you know confidence in our team and confidence in our deep core especially so it, it, you just have to know ultimately he's trying to help it's not uh, you know a blame finger so to speak he wants to, you know he wants everybody to do really well and it helps his game so ultimately it's what's for the team that makes it important Usually when you talk about goalies, they're pretty much guys into themselves a little bit. Uh, you're the captain of the Rangers, but it feels to me like Henrik is also really a leader in the team. Do you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's been there so many years, been through you know, some deep playoff runs, ups and downs as far as where the team's been at. And um, just his work ethic, it, it, it really helps you know new guys coming into the team every year that to see you know what's expected of them what we like to establish as a team you know, really work hard be a tough team to play against because of the way we prepare and uh, when your goalie's working hard it helps everybody kind of raise their level of intensity every day at the rink and for me to try to talk to him after a loss is a nightmare really how is it for you guys <laughs> yeah it ain't much fun for us either you know he uh He takes a long time to kind of get over things, which is good. I mean, it, it means a lot to him. Every player kind of handles it differently. Some people, it, you need to stay away or, or get away from the game quick, but he likes to really analyze things. So it, it works for him, obviously. You don't see him have too many stretches of bad games in a row. So it's because of the way he prepares and he focuses and he knows what makes him successful, which is great for us. What's what's going to be the key for you guys in this tournament to be successful, Team USA? Well, certainly going to have to be a tough team to to play as a defensive group goes and, you know, with, the spill, with the speed and skill here um, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for teams to try and be creative we need to stop that first and foremost then when we do have the puck make it hard on their opposition as well we have some guys that can be physical and play with an edge and, and play with some intensity but we also have some guys that can make some skilled plays and creative plays so I like our balance or our lineup here we can win in some different fashions but it, ultimately we want to try and dictate here What is it like to go in and play against Canada here you think? I mean Team Canada in Toronto I mean you guys are going to do it in the last group game How, how's that going to be like? Yeah they're going to have a huge crowd behind them and um, you know we had a taste of it there and Auto in the in the preliminary games, and I had some some taste of it at World Juniors playing against Canada and Ottawa. So you have to really keep focus and just keep keep as calm as you can as far as where you're at in the ice, and not get too anxious and running around, and, and just make the plays that you need to make. You know, and, and uh, 
not get caught up in the commotion out there. Just just go straight line. And I think uh, you know our coaching staff has done a good job of trying to emulate that into our group and our players as well are are just trying to go about their business and do their job out there. Well, that's got to be a fun game to play, right? It will be fun. Yeah, we've got to focus on Europe first, but uh, you know we we know what's ahead there too. Okay, thank you, Ray. Thank you. Ja, det får vara slutpunkt för denna podd. Ryan McDonalds ord där. Ingen svensk spelare med den här gången. Jag tänkte vi spår på dem lite grann. Det var inte direkt de gladaste minerna heller efter den där fiaskomatchen. Den riktiga skitmatchen i Washington. Ingen kul alls att se Sverige spela så som man gjorde. Underprestera som man gjorde. Men desto mer glädjande att de gick in hårt för träningen i Toronto när laget anlände hit. De flesta andra landslagen de ställde in sina träningar. Inte Sverige. Sverige körde på. Så att eh, vi ska se fram emot söndag med tillförsikt och jag tror att Ryssland kommer få sota för vad som hände i Washington när Europalaget spelade ut tre kronor. Nästa podd då lovar jag att ni ska få höra snack med mera svenska spelare men tack för den här gången. Du har lyssnat på en podcast från Expressen. Ansvarig utgivare är Thomas Mattsson.